Hello, and welcome to Leap of Faith Podcast. I am Lorraine, and this is Jeremiah. Hello. How are you doing? Hey, I'm good. I'm really good. And you are doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Good. Doing good. Very good. It was a quick week. I know we already said that, but it really... Well, what? and you know, now you say that, I, I'm looking here because we, we do chat a little bit before we hit record, and we've already been on this call 30 minutes. Did you realize that? No, I didn't. I I didn't even look to see. Well, let me see. Yeah, because we got on like 1030. Yeah, so it's 11 o'clock yeah. after. Yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? Like, it's just fast. It does. It didn't it seem does. like we were on. We were talking for 30 minutes already. No. And, you know, it's like, and we, I, you know, I'm not speaking for you, but I think you feel the same way. It's like, we can keep talking like, oh yeah. All day, I think. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which is yeah. good. You know, that's good that we have, you know, that report. We've always had that though. So, yes. You know, yes. We used to get in trouble probably. I know you used to get in trouble. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'd be gone for a little bit. And they, where were you? Eh, you know. Yeah, I was helping Lorraine. <laughs> That's right. She, she doesn't know what she's doing. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, let's uh, welcome to you all yes. out there. Thank you so much for joining us uh, today. Today is episode 29.1. We are now 29 episodes into, well, no, we're 29 times five episodes so what's five times 30 is that 150 sure have we done 100 well we've done 150 but we've you and i have only done 29 a fifth of that 29 30 or 30 yeah 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 so almost we're close i mean we're close man that's a lot that is a lot of of podcasts but i know that's over over six months yeah, we started October 1st, right? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. that was, yeah. I mean, it's been, and you know what? It's been glorious, at least for me. I, I've been just really enjoying it and learning so much and being able to share. So anyway, congratulations to everybody out there who's hung yes. in there and stuck with it. Uh, if you didn't stick with it and you fell off, you know, the bandwagon, you know, climb back on. Uh, yep, it's never just too take late. it back up. Exactly. It's not, you know, like I said, it's like a diet. You know, if you if you're on, you know, you miss one day, then go back and do it again or fix it yes. or whatever. So, yeah. So anyway, uh, it like I said, it was a pretty quick week, um, but there's always stuff going on, right? Yeah. Hey, hang and on we, a second. Hang on one okay. second. Okay. Can you hear that breathing? I do not hear the breathing. Is that your cat? Yes, my cat just jumped in my lap, and she, poor thing, she has allergies too, and she can't breathe. <laughs> I just thought you could hear it, maybe. No, that is so funny. No, she's right on the she's right on the mic too. I just, I'm sorry, I just had to point that out. That's yeah, so she neat. just jumped up here. I left my dogs down in their crates downstairs, and they're being quiet. So I'm really proud of them for being That's so good. quiet. Yeah, really, really happy about that. Yeah, poor Loki, he's not feeling good still, but it is what it is. We have a very yeah. high maintenance dog. I don't know why. Yeah. It's very weird. But, and then Kona is like a vacuum. She can, you know, she she'll hoover anything down into her gut, and with no problem, she'll eat anything. It doesn't matter. 
Seriously. They don't taste it either, do they? They just suck it up and it's like they don't even know if it's food. I think, you know, it's funny when, oh my gosh, when we first got Loki, you know, he was tiny. He was only this big. And so we had a little bowl and he would literally, it was less than 20 seconds to eat his food. And I was thinking, that's going to kill him. That's not good. You can't eat in 20 seconds. That can't be right. So I bought him one of those little, they're like these little bowls that have like plastic, like zigzags in them. So the uh-huh. food is like separated out. So they have to kind of dig in there to get it. And it slowed him down. They're slow feeders. Well, that one he chewed up. So I had to get him. And then he got bigger. So I got him a big <laughs> one about this big. And he was using that for a long time. And then I think he slowly figured out to eat slowly. Right. So I I put him back to a regular bowl, but he sucks it down pretty fast. It's a little mm-hmm. scary. Anyway, if anybody out there has dogs, you understand what I'm talking about. <clears throat> so anyway, so we are in Corinthians, uh, first Corinthians. And um, I've mentioned to Jeremiah, I mentioned to you earlier that this has been a little challenging for me to, to read through. It seems that Paul is really harsh with them, it seems like. But I think he's just being brutally honest with them. Right. Uh, like, he, I don't think he wants to beat around the bush. He's just like, you know, getting right to it. So, again, I'm not trying to teach anybody anything. Uh, I'm merely reading the word out. You, you and I are both doing that on Fridays. And, um, you know, we, ex- we explain it the way, way we believe we're interpreting it, you know, and under God's guidance. You know, I don't think I'm saying anything that's not of God. So, yeah. So we are uh, in the middle of Easter week, right? Holy week. Mm -hmm. That's right. And uh, have have you guys done anything with that? Has like the church or anything done anything? Uh, We haven't um, done anything with that. Um, we'll, we'll go to one of the services this weekend. I don't know that we'll go on Sunday, but we'll go probably Friday. Um, they'll, they'll have a Friday, Saturday and Sunday service. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll be flying on Friday, me and Gabriel. We're going to Hawaii again. I know everybody's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it is a lovely, uh, it is a lovely visit. We get to see my father-in-law again and, uh, get to do some work around there. And his church used to do a sunrise service out on the beach. Um, but I don't think they're doing that this year, which I'm kind of sad about. I was really hoping to go see a sunrise service. And I am not an early bird. I I do not. I'm not a morning person. Mm-hmm. I like to stay in my pajamas for as long as I possibly can. But I will get up for church on Sunday. So Yeah, so we'll be flying. Uh, So, okay, so we have, I keep, we're pre-recording today, everybody. I'm just going to say it out loud. So we're probably going to, I can't, (laughs) can't, you know, I can't pretend. So today is actually Thursday. It's going to be posted on Friday. On Friday, I will be flying. (laughs) Right. Let's just be real, Jeremiah, because I'm not good with not being real. (laughs) So anyway. so, yeah, just pray for safe travels. And if anybody else is out there that's going to be traveling uh, during this uh, time, 
we'll we'll pray for them uh, for that as well. So, uh, do you guys have any? Oh, we'll talk about that later. That's what our uh, little things is, right? We're going to talk yeah. about it later on. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll be quiet. Um, do you want to open? <laughs> you laughing at me? No. Never. <laughs> Yes, yes, let's do that. Okay. All right. Holy Father, Lord, uh, we come before you this time, Lord, and uh, we are amazed at your love and your faithfulness, Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we give you praise for that uh, each and every day, Lord. Uh, my prayer this week is for uh, this this time of remembrance. Uh, it's a significant time as a Christian, Lord, where we remember the sacrifice that you that you made with uh, dying on the cross for our sins uh, and rising uh, again and defeating death and covering our sin and uh, Jesus allowing us to to have open communion with you, Lord. And uh, my prayer is that we remember these days we keep them holy and and understand really the the whole meaning of it lord uh i pray for our listeners and those that are watching lord a uh, special blessing over them uh for this holiday lord and um i pray also that a blessing that they're they're keeping up with us uh, whether they're just starting today or or continuing this journey with us lord I pray that everyone that has decided to to listen and to watch, Lord, uh, that they have the strength and the endurance to, to keep going with us, Lord. I know that it's a special blessing to us to have the opportunity to do it, and I pray that that blessing is a hundred times more for those that are just um, walking with us on this journey. Uh, Lord, I also pray a, a a special blessing for my daughter Raina. Her uh, husband uh, just went to boot camp this week. And so I know that she's um, going to be missing him for the next, uh, actually 16 weeks uh, is probably what it's going to be for boot camp and training school, Lord. So I, I pray that uh, every moment that she gets a phone call or, or, or FaceTime with them, whenever she gets it, Lord, that, that she cherishes that. And I pray that she stays as positive as possible, Lord. Uh, and most of all, I thank you, of course, uh, for your son, Jesus, who who this weekend we remember he did die for our sins, Lord, and that uh, we are forgiven and that I pray that our journey with you, Lord, just gets better and better and pray all this in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Okay, I have to write a couple of things down so I don't forget. Hold on. And hold on. Because <laughs> I thought we'd talk about these things during uh, the little things. All right. And sorry. If I don't if I don't write it down, I'll forget and I'll be like, oh, it sounds so stupid that I can't remember. But <laughs> I am a senior citizen. Not quite yet, but I mean, I'm on the jumping off stage here. So, yeah. So anyway, you know, uh, I 
Yeah, I'll talk about it later. Never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. So many things. My ADD just, you know, just rolling in my head. All right. So we are episode 29.1 and we are uh, chapter eight in First Corinthians. <clears throat> And this is about food sacrifice to idols. Now, regarding your question about food that has been offered to idols, yes, we know that we all have acknowledged, I'm sorry, that we all have knowledge about this issue. But while knowledge makes us feel important, it is love that strengthens the church. Anyone who claims to know all the answers doesn't really know very much. But the person who loves God is the one whom God recognizes. So what about eating meat that has been offered to idols? Well, we all know that an idol is not really a God and that there is only one God. There may be so-called gods, both in heaven and on earth. And some people actually worship many gods and many lords. But for us, there is one God, the Father, by whom all things were created and for whom we live. And there is one Lord Jesus Christ through whom all things were created and through whom we live. <clears throat> However, not all believers know this. Some are accustomed to thinking of idols as being real. So when they eat food that has been offered to idols, they think of it as the worship of real gods and their weak consciences, consciences are violated. It's true that we can't win God's approval by what we eat. We don't lose anything if we don't eat it, and we don't gain anything if we do. But you must be careful so that your freedom does not cause others with a weaker conscience to stumble. For if others see you with your superior knowledge, eating in the temple of an idol, won't they be encouraged to violate their conscience by eating food that has been offered to an idol. So because of your superior knowledge, a weak believer for whom Christ died will be destroyed. And when you sin against other believers by encouraging them to do something they believe is wrong, you are sinning against Christ. If so, if what I eat causes another believer to sin, I will never eat meat again as long as I live, for I don't want to cause another believer to stumble. All right. Well, that wasn't too hard to understand, I don't think. No, no. It was actually that was probably one of the easier ones that I've read. <laughs> so, uh, do you want to start with where you uh, started highlighting? Well, um, I think um, like the the whole eating thing is just kind of an allegory. It's just kind of what we use a relation. But I I started with verse. Uh, I guess that's a verse. That's a long verse one. Uh, I highlighted though knowledge makes us feel important, um, but I can't even read. It's love that strengthens the church. Yeah. You know, I I I think that's that's really important to to keep keep in mind. Yeah, I highlighted the same thing, but I went ahead and went into two as well and three. I did all of that. Yeah. Anyone who claims to know all the answers doesn't really know very much, but the person who loves God is the one whom God recognizes. Yeah, I highlighted all that too. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, but while love, knowledge makes us feel important, it is love that strengthens. Yeah, you can, just because you're knowledgeable, you know, that's fine and it makes you feel like you're worthy, but it's in the end, it's about the love that keeps right. the, the church uh, going. And then, um, you know, God recognizes the one who loves him. You know, mm -hmm. ultimately that's, you know, that's, that's what we're here for, you know, right. is to, you know, be in awe of him, to praise him and to love him, to love God in that relationship with him. Yeah. So I didn't really hide a whole lot in here. So, um, what else did, what was the next thing that you had? <laughs> um, I just highlighted an idol is not really a God and that there's only one God. I mean, just a good fact. <laughs> Which verse was that? That's in four, just a part of verse four. Well, we all know that an idol is oh. not really a God and yeah, that there's only one. Well, yeah. Yeah. That was a mm -hmm. good one to highlight. Yeah, that's pretty clear. Yeah. You know, there's only one true God. We all know that. I highlighted the next uh, in six. I did that whole little paragraph there. Mm -hmm. There's only there's one God, the Father, by whom all things were created and for whom we live. Yeah. And there's one Lord Jesus Christ through whom all things were created and through whom we live. I mean, that's that's pretty much it. You know, Yeah. we want to be in God's will always. And worshiping idols is not part of it. And of course, you know, the, the whole thing about eating food that's sacrificed to idols, I think you're right. I think it's kind of like a an example. Yeah. You know, he's just using that as an example. Yeah. So I didn't highlight until eight. Did you have anything before that? Well, I did because uh, it just kind of stuck out to me here. However, not all believers know this. Mm. And referencing that, you know, the, the paragraph we highlighted, it's just it's. It's Paul pointing out the fact that, again, just because we have knowledge, we we can't expect everybody to know what we know mm. at whatever point we are. And so it just stuck out to me to to keep in mind that. And, and, it, and then he goes on to explain the rest of the chapter about how we, you know, it's it's our love that is the example to other believers if they're not at the point where we are. Mm. Um. Yeah. You know, and not to, I, it just reminds me too, not to, you know, not to judge someone because they don't know what I know as a Christian. You know, it's funny. I, I'm going to use an example. And this was kind of a, a wake up call for me. Uh, I took Gabriel to the dentist yesterday. And after all, we did all the stuff and we're signing all the paperwork and whatever. Uh, the girl says to me, oh, well, uh, have a great weekend. And I said, oh, yeah, thank you. Happy Easter. And she goes, oh. Yeah, happy Easter. And the guy that was, he was a new guy working there. He's like, oh, it's Easter? When's Easter? And that just like completely threw me off. I'm like, how do you not know that Sunday is Easter? It's like, how did that, like, it just shocked me that somebody didn't know that this was Easter weekend. And and then after reading this, you know, I I shouldn't, I wasn't being judgmental. Sure. Right, I, was, right, right. I was really just shocked that somebody didn't know that it was Easter because, you know, they don't make as big a deal. It's so funny. They don't make as big a deal over Easter as they do over Christmas. Right. Right. And mm -hmm. so, which is shocking to me, but again, that's the world that we live in. 
it, yes, his birth was huge and it was, yeah. you know, a momentous occasion. But the big thing is him getting crucified, dying on the cross, and then raising from the dead three days later. That's the big thing, right. you know, which is what I wanted. I wrote this down and I'll bring it up later when we talk about it. But anyway, uh, rising from the dead, that's the, that's the story. You know, that's what, you know, there's nobody else in the world who's ever done that ever, yeah. except for Jesus. That's it. So, um, Anyway, yeah, we I think we need to be mindful of those who and this guy, maybe he maybe I don't know. Um, maybe he knows about Jesus, maybe he doesn't know about Jesus, but again, I'm more knowledgeable than he is. And so we don't want to be a stumbling block, which is where, right. where it's coming to. This is where we're we want to be a good example mm -hmm. um, of who Jesus is, right? Exactly. <laughs> So then I uh, highlighted an eight. It's true that we can't win God's approval by mm -hmm. what we eat. We don't lose anything if we don't eat it, and we don't gain anything if we do, which that's makes sense to me. It's not about yeah. what you eat or don't eat. You know, it's about living for God, you know, right. and and, uh, and and being in his will. That's what it comes down to. And then what else did you have? Anything coming up? Um. The in verse nine, I, th I thought that was really important. Be careful, so that you let, um, so that your freedom does not cause others with the weaker conscience to stumble. That's yeah. that's always a big thing too. Is to you know again, it's just keeping in mind others and where they're at in their walk. Yes. Yeah. For if others see you with your quote unquote superior knowledge eating in the temple, so they're looking at you. Uh, for being an example, they know that you've got more knowledge about Jesus and what is expected of us. And so if they're looking at you with your superior knowledge, a weaker believer for whom Christ died will be destroyed, right? I kind of right. skipped down. Those are the two yeah. things. I, I highlighted superior knowledge and then because of your superior knowledge, a weak believer for whom Christ, Christ died for all of us, mm -hmm. right? It wasn't, you know, it's, he died for everybody, you know, Jew, Gentile, everybody. Um, so you want to be that uh, strong example. Yeah. Uh, and not, and again, uh, Christ died, uh, a weak believer for whom Christ died will be destroyed. And then, and when you sin against other believers by encouraging them to do something they believe is wrong, you are sinning against Christ. Yeah. And then I jumped down to, for I don't want to cause another believer to stumble. That's what I got. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think same things. You know, I were we talking about the millstone the last time? Were we talking about that? That it's better for you to be dropped into the ocean with a millstone tied around right. your neck than to cause another believer to stumble. We, we it's again, yeah. this is like the theme. You don't want to be that person. Yeah. You know, so and it's hard. You know, you know, again, Christians are, uh, you know, they always think that we're judgmental and we're looking down on people. We think we're better than them. And, you know, that's not the truth. I mean, maybe it is for some, but in general, you know, as for me, uh, you know, sometimes uh, the enemy gets into my head, right. you know, 
and like we were just talking about earlier, you know, we're all sinners. It doesn't matter what your sin is. It's all sin. There's no better sin. There's no worse sin. Sin is sin in God's eyes. It doesn't matter what you've done. So, you know, you, you don't want to be that person that's going to cause somebody else to fall. You don't want to do that. So, yeah. Well, it goes back when we worked at the church, you know, one of the big rules they, they wanted us to follow. And I'm not a, I'm not a drinker to begin with really, but whenever there was outing with church employees or church members or anything like that, they were always strongly suggest don't ever drink alcohol. And I agreed with that. I mean, because you don't know where someone is in their walk and uh, you don't want to cause them to stumble. So that was always something I agreed with. Yeah. Uh, when we used to go out for like lunches or for birthday lunches and went like that. Uh, yeah. Ray was pretty. Oh, gosh, we did it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he had a, a practical joke on him. Oh my gosh, we're all sitting there. There's like 20 of us sitting at this long table. And uh, it was uh, one of the employees' birthdays. And she was turning, I think she was turning 19, which is legal age back then, I think, in Texas. I think it's changed to 21 now, but back then it was 19. Anyway, and another employee who's famous for practical jokes was at the bar and he sent over a uh, he sent her a virgin margarita, but it was a margarita in the margarita cup. And oh my gosh, Ray's face was like priceless. I will never forget that. <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, not big drinkers. You know, we're the same way. Mm -hmm. um, I tend to not want to be that person who's going to try and cause somebody right. to stumble. So I, I am conscious of that. You know, I think that as believers, we need to be those, you know, set a good example. Mm -hmm. You know, yesterday we were reading about marriage and how uh, if you're married to somebody who's a non-believer, or I even felt it kind of compelled in my, I didn't say it yesterday, but I am today. I'm compelled. You might be married to somebody who is a believer, but uh, not, they may, maybe they're uh, stumbling a little bit right now. Maybe they're not as strong with their belief right now. Maybe something is causing them to, to not be as, you know, as involved as a Christian. And, you know, as the stronger person, you know, you want to encourage them. You want to be a good example, um, I think. And I think that's what, you know, Paul was saying yesterday. You want to be there for them. You don't want to just, you know, and you don't want to like, yeah, I, I tend to get, uh, I don't know, I, emotional sometimes. And when somebody's done something against me, I tend to get very dramatic, like in a, like, like the TV show Friends, you know, how they were always very animated with their, right. <laughs> I tend to do that. <laughs> and that sort of makes it worse. <laughs> So, you know, I do try to tone it down as best as I can. And, you know, I'm a very uh, passionate person. I can't help uh, it. No, I am too. I am too. I'm I'm the drama queen of the house, so. Me too. <laughs> and Gabriel is too. Oh, my gosh, Gabriel's such a drama queen. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then last night, Joshua was doing his taxes. 
And that was, oh my gosh, drama. You know, and there was stuff back there and he was sitting behind me and I'm just going, I can't, I can't engage in that. <laughs> well, can I help you? No. Like, <laughs> okay. Anyway, so. Well, uh, that was, I think, really good. And it was kind of short and sweet, which uh, is always, it's always packed with a little bit of more information sometimes right. when we do these little short ones. But so uh, in the spirit of what we normally do, uh, we will uh, invite those of you out there who may not be believers, uh, who have not given their life to Christ. And uh, so we will uh, lead you in the prayer. Um, and if you're a believer, feel free to say it with us. Um, it's always good to, you know, affirm your belief in Jesus. Um, but we encourage you. Uh, it's a life-changing moment. And, uh, you know, it might be, I don't think I've told my testimony yet. Have I done my testimony? I think so. Have you done your testimony? No. Oh, well, anyway, maybe we'll get there. Uh, we'll take a, each one of us will take a week so that we're not like overwhelming people uh, with our testimonies. But um, anyway, uh, sometimes it takes a moment. Sometimes it takes longer than a moment for people to believe, you know, it may sometimes it takes years, you know, uh, for them. Somebody was just telling me that there's somebody that they're, they know is married and are, and the husband is not a believer, even though every week he's at church and he right. hears the message but for some reason, he hasn't uh, completely, you know, given his life to Jesus, which is odd to me when you're yeah, exposed to tough. it. Yeah. So, anyway, so we're going to give you that opportunity. We'll lead you in that prayer and uh, and uh, hopefully you will accept Jesus. So uh, let's pray. <clears throat> Holy God, Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your one and only son, Jesus Christ. It's his perfect and spotless blood that covers all of my sins, past, present, and future, especially this week as we celebrate the anniversary of his sacrifice on the cross and the blood that he shed. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior. I accept him into my heart and will live my life for him. Thank you for my salvation and the promise of eternal life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, congratulations. If this was your moment, uh, Jeremiah are just and I are just tickle pink that you decided to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And uh, if you did, uh, mark it in your Bible that today was the day. Uh, we don't know what day you're listening to this, so I'm not going to give you a date to mark in your Bible. But um, get to a church and yes. uh Find somebody who's going to help you navigate to the next uh, um, level in your uh, walk with Christ. So um, it's different. It's a definitely different, different life. And it's blessed. And God will bless you for uh, just becoming more involved and getting to know him better. And continue reading your Bible with us. You know, that's, yes, yes. that's a big thing. So, yeah. Um, it's exciting, I think. You know, once you, put, once you put your trust in Jesus, it's a, it's a whole different life, and it's a completely different. Not that there isn't going to be trouble. Right. We always, right. Yeah, there. It's it's a change of perspective, hopefully, in your life, and there are going to be 
highs and lows. Uh, and the object is to keep loving God and keep moving forward. That's right. And put your trust in him. Yep. He will take care of it. He is faithful and he will take. And it's not in our time. It's in his time. So we don't know when or where or how it's going to happen. I was writing in my prayer journal today. And, uh, you know, these are prayers that I've been praying for years. Mm-hmm. There's some stuff on there that's been there. I was looking back in there and I was like, oh, that got answered. Oh, that got answered. Oh, that one per- that person passed away. You know, there, I mean, a lot of people passed away <laughs> since I've been writing in my prayer journal. Um, but you know, uh, it's all in God's time and it's all to his glory. And all we can do is just sit and watch how he works. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, so we are now with uh, the little things. Yes. So I'm going to let you introduce. Uh, are you? Well, you had something you wanted. I guess, were you going to ask me what, what some of our Easter t- traditions are? Is that? Yeah, I mean, there's things, yeah, you know, I mean, do we have his Easter traditions? Are there, you know, things that you guys do? You know, we are in the middle of Easter week. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really. I mean, we gather with family and just, you know, celebrate. But that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, I don't know. Well, did you guys used to do like Easter baskets and stuff like that for your kids when they were little or Easter egg hunts? And that's so not biblical. We know that. Right. It's not. But it was it, it was fun. Um, you know, we did Easter. Ba- In fact, they got their Easter basket basket early. It's just a bag full of candy. <laughs> right. It's that's all it is. Um, since um, uh, my son-in-law left uh, Tuesday or checked in Tuesday or however you want to say it. Yeah. Um, they got them last weekend because uh, we wanted to make sure everybody got something before that time came. But yeah, you know, we we did some Easter egg hunts when they were little, but not it. I guess it just wasn't something that we were really big on necessarily. Yeah. You know, um, I I don't I don't know that they we did it much to be honest. Yeah. Well, for us, uh, you know, being a military family, we were, you know, we were kind of, we, we weren't transient for a long time, but we also weren't around family, you know, right. being, you know, we were far apart from our families. And so uh, when I was working at the church, uh, Ron and Jean, most holidays, if we were in town, invited us over to their house. Um, and there were many Easter's that when Gabriel, uh, when Joshua was uh, younger, uh, we would go to their house for Easter and they would have, you know, people who didn't have family, uh, you know, come over to their house, which was, it was a very eclectic group many times and it always changed every time. <laughs> um, but they used to do like an Easter egg hunt for him, which I thought was really sweet. They may have done it after Gabriel was born too. I seem to remember Gabriel being there for an Easter as well. So, you know, that was always nice. Um, always did church because, you know, I was working for the church for so many years. Well, we would um, work every Easter. All the I worked every Easter. I did. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, for 12 years, every Easter, never 
uh, never didn't. Well, we did Easter at Texas Lills. We talked about that right. uh, a while ago, and uh, we did the Alamo. Alamo Dome, yeah. That was crazy. The Alamo Dome. Um, oh my gosh, I remember. <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking. I was not one of those people that were part of the planning of those. And I don't know if you remember that, but at the Alamo Dome, they had a huge silver cross hanging. Do you remember that? Uh-huh. And all I could think of was that Steve Martin movie called, actually it's called Leap of Faith. Uh, oh, yeah. An evangelist, right? And he's got <laughs> that sparkly suit going on. And, you know, that's all I could think of when I saw that honking huge silver cross <laughs> hanging up there. I'm thinking... Okay, that was kind of over the top, but you know, nobody asked my opinion, so whatever. Do you, do you know what happened on the broadcast of that? Because that one, uh, when Robert did it at the Alamo Dome, they they would broadcast it. Yeah. And he said something at the end. They didn't cut his mic off, and it was at, when the mic should have been turned off. It wasn't. And it caught him saying something like, get this off of me, or like, I'm done, I'm done. Or it was just something like, get the microphone off of me, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm finished. Yes. Or it was just something short and curt like that. <laughs> I do, you know what, it's funny, and I might still have it on VHS, because I videotaped that. And that was funny because, and I kind of made fun of Ray, I think maybe a little bit, but during worship, and I was watching it for some reason. I don't know. It might not have been that one at the Alamo Dome, but it was the one. I think it was the only live one that we ever did because Robert didn't like doing no. live. He, no, he, he didn't did like not. it. And that's why he said that. He wasn't trying to be mean or no. Oh, not yeah. at all. Yeah. Yeah. He was just done. He's like, <laughs> this was the most stressful thing I've ever been through. I don't want to do this again. And I'm finished. Get this mic off me. Yeah. But Ray, in the middle of worship, he has his microphone, and he did one of these with his watch. Like, check to see, because I guess he didn't have a clock up to see how long they were going. Right, right, right. So he's doing this, and he's got this, and I'm going, what? <laughs> but that's what happens on live TV. Oh, it does. It does. Yeah. That oh, that's so great crazy. stuff. That was a yeah. crazy, that was so crazy. But anyway, um, so there was a couple of things I wrote down. So when you were talking about, you you were praying, I think, and these are the things that were going through my head as you're praying. So there's a play called uh, Jesus Christ Superstar that everybody knows, right? I don't know that one. Jesus Christ Superstar, back in the 70s. I didn't uh, see it. I, I, I know it exists, but I've never seen it or anything. Yeah, okay. So that and Godspell both came out at the same time. And I didn't see Godspell, but I knew the music because we used to sing it at church. Like that was our church's way of being right. hip. Right, right. <laughs> but Jesus Christ Superstar, my dad had the album. That's how old I am. And I wore that thing out. I mean, to a point where the box, it was like in a thin cardboard box and it was broken. That box was like, you know, anyway. Um, so I believe it is biblically correct. Andrew Lloyd Webber is the guy who wrote the music and the score mm -hmm. and the whole thing. Um, so 
I don't think that they say or do or anything that's non, uh, not of the gospel. But fast forward to, I think last year, John Legend did it on live TV and he did a spectacular job. Absolutely wonderful. But the one thing that was missing, which they did put it in Jesus Christ Superstar, was Jesus raising from the dead. John Legend didn't come back. Like, Interesting. Yeah, he died. And that was the end of the story. And I was like, I kept waiting for him to come back. And I'm like, but that's the whole point was that yeah. he came back. Right, right. Yeah. Interesting. So, and it was funny because my sisters were like, oh, that was so great. It was so wonderful. I'm like, yeah, it was really good. The music was fabulous. The acting was great. But Jesus never came back. Yeah, it didn't finish the story. It like the most important the part of the story. Right. I mean, the, the resurrection is the point. Yeah. You know, so anyway, I thought that was uh, kind of interesting. And then on the other side of it was The Passion, which came out like six or seven years ago, I think it was. I think it's been longer than that. It, it, I think it came out in 2015, either 14 or 15. The Passion? Was, yeah, it was before I came out. It's before, oh, maybe earlier than that. Yeah, because it was out. It's been a yeah. long time. You're right, because Gabriel was tiny. Yeah. Gabriel was really tiny. So it's been, he was probably about five, and he's yeah. 18. I was going to yeah. say, because I, you, you know, what, what's interesting is, because I know what house we lived at. But what's interesting is that one of the reasons Cassie doesn't necessarily like um, some Easter services is that CBC had one where they they did a lot of scenes from that movie. Yep. And she said that was she because she's never seen the movie because yeah. she just can't. She's like, I can't sit through that. And she, it, it's a movie and it's fake, but she says it's it's so real to her and that doesn't even get close to what he went through right through that and she's like i can't i can't watch it she's like there's no way yeah it, it pains her so much so yeah well and that you know what that it's funny you should say that because when we would do church we always had the boys with us. I never put those kids into right. kids' church. We didn't either. I felt like we all had to go to church as a family. That was very important to me. And so there was no disclaimer. Right. And that, yeah. and I think I might have said something at Praise and Prayer that following Tuesday, because to this day, Gabriel can't watch that. He was so traumatized mm. by that whole, you know, and they picked the worst scenes, oh, like the bloodiest worst scenes and i get what they were trying to do and i get what they right. were trying to you know uh you know they were trying to tell you how horrible it was yeah um, but here's my five-year-old you know watching this i didn't know what to do i mean like i'm covering his eyes up you know like yeah. freaking out thinking this kid is gonna be, but it, it was too late by then yeah and you can't unsee it no so but what my point was, the passion, I do remember going to see that in the movie theater. And mm -hmm. I understand what Cassie's saying. I mean, everybody, there was not a dry eye in that. Oh, no, no. Movie theater. Everybody was just sobbing. 
because we know that what we were watching is our sin up there on the screen for everybody to see. And yeah. I just got goosebumps by saying that. But we knew that. And so we're crying because we're sitting there watching somebody else take on our sin. And like you said, it wasn't even that wasn't even the tip of the iceberg of what he literally went through. So but I find that the passion is why I've only watched it maybe twice since it's been out. But I do think I want to watch it again this year just because and I really wish Gabriel would try to put that behind him and try to watch it with me. But I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. He was definitely traumatized by that. Yeah. It was terrible. So but it is a good depiction, I think. Right. Whether you like Mel Gibson or not, because of his other stuff that he's done in the past. He's <laughs> he an interesting, a- he interesting guy. Oh, but that, that was that was that was that was a very very good good movie. It was a great movie, and he yeah. did a terrific job. I don't know if you realize there's like little tidbits of uh, trivia, but the hands that are putting the nails into the into his hands, those, those are Mel Gibson's hands. I think I remember that. Yeah, yeah. He was the one doing the hammering of the nails into Jesus's hands. I thought that was kind of interesting. That's very, I don't know, is it cathartic? Is that the right word? I think. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So for him, not for me. Yeah. Yeah. But that is a good movie. I do encourage uh, believers and non-believers to watch that. You will definitely. My heart, my heart was drawn to Mary mm-hmm. that like there were scenes where while I think I think she was watching him get whipped I think and like the blood is splattering on her face and I'm sitting there going oh my gosh I cannot imagine oh how she felt right right because that's like especially after you have children like you can't you can't no no, no, no parent should ever see their child suffer like that. They should never have to see. And you know what? Parents have to do that all the time, every day with their children are diagnosed with cancer or, right. you know, other, uh, you know, horrible diseases that, you know, I mean, that's the world that you can't yeah. get away from it. But, oh, my gosh, I remember watching that going. Oh, my goodness. And it was funny because this weekend we went uh, I took the kids to the beach and Joshua's uh, girlfriend was with us. And this, the riptides were pretty harsh. They were so bad that they made her get out of the shallow water. Uh, she was like um, boogie boarding. And the lifeguards told her to get out. Now, my boys are out in the middle of it surfing. <clears throat> and they're strong swimmers. Don't get me wrong. I, my kids are very strong swimmers. But it freaks me out that they're out there. And so, okay, so then, so Morgan and I are up at the car. I told the boys, I said, don't leave each other out there. You both need to come in at the same time. All of a sudden, Gabriel comes in. And I'm like, where's Joshua? And he's like, oh, he's still out there. He wanted to catch a little bit more. I'm like, okay, we're on a time schedule, and we need to get going here. And he's like, oh. he's like, And he's looking at me, and I'm like, you're going to have to go back out there. You're going to have to swim out there and go get him. So he's swimming out there. It's taking a really long time. 
So I said to Morgan, I'm like, let me go and check to see where Gabriel's at. Yeah. So all of a sudden I looked and you can, from where I was standing, Gabriel's like this little speck, like a head, you know, trying to swim upstream. He's like stinking salmon trying to get in there. And he's trying and he's trying and I'm going, oh my gosh, he's going to drown. He is going to, I'm going to watch my kid drown in front of me. Then he talks to one of the surfers. Now they all look like little seals out there because they all have black wetsuits on. So they all look the same. I can't tell who's who. He's talking to one guy and then he keeps swimming out and I'm going, what is he doing? And so I turn to Morgan and I go, you have no idea how it feels to watch this. And I said, and you're trying to think, how long do I wait until I go run to the lifeguard and tell them they need to go out there and rescue my kid <laughs> from the rip tides? Yeah. I said, literally, I was laughing. I said, literally, my uterus gets tied up in a knot. I said, <laughs> yeah. and she started laughing. And then I said, oh, wait a minute. I don't have a uterus anymore. So that can't. <laughs> But anyway, he was fine. But then the funny thing is, we're standing there watching, and then all, and I didn't even see. There's like a staircase that comes up to the parking lot, and all of a sudden, Josh was calling from behind, and he's like, "Hey, what are you doing?" And I'm like, "What? What, what are you doing out in the water?" I said, "Gabriel's out there going to get you," and he's like, "What?" I said, "Yes." He's like. Do I need to go out there and get him? I'm like, yes, your brother's out there about to drown. Oh, oh. my gosh. Oh, it was so crazy. But anyway, yeah, funny stuff. Oh, I don't goodness. know why I started telling that story, but. <clears throat> so the last thing I wrote on my list that I was writing was, and I this, it, and you kind of confirmed it because I was driving home trying to think of what we were going to do for the little things. And the military popped into my head. And so being a military family, uh, that kind of, um, this sort of rings true for us. Um, no, I didn't know that Raina's uh, husband was going into the military. What branch is he in? Uh, he's in the Air Force Reserves. Okay, which is good. That's a good, good place to go. Um, so for those of you out there, um, you know, Y'all don't understand. If you haven't been a military family, you don't know what the challenges are. Now, we personally have been blessed as a military family. Uh, we got to stay in San Antonio for, from uh, what was it, 1999 until 2016. So that was 17 years that we were blessed. But the last four years that we were there, we were separated. Rich was out here in San Diego and I stayed home with the boys in San Antonio. And I don't recommend ever doing that. So mm -hmm. don't do that. I'm going to tell you that flat out. If you're a military family, do not separate your family. Stay yeah. together. Worst mistake of my life. I had people telling me not to do it, but I ignored it. And I ignored what God was telling me to do. And we paid the price. It was a very challenging uh, four years for us. And, I, and we're still trying to recuperate seriously from that. But <clears throat> if you know military families, if you know somebody who's in the military and they happen to be alone this weekend or they have nobody to spend the holidays with, please, please invite them to your home. Uh, it's a blessing. They may or may not accept, but knowing that somebody's invited them to come, 
it's it's a blessing. It really is. They don't have anywhere to go. Yeah. And you know, surrounding yourself around those military people, uh, as a military wife, um, I generally did not actively seek out help. A lot of times, uh, I didn't want to be a burden to anybody. We didn't have grandparents to help us with babysitting. And so, you know, we were being told that we're supposed to go on dates once a week. We went years without going on dates, literally years, because we had nobody to babysit for us. So, uh, you know, try to bless a military family. They are, you know, they're keeping our country safe and uh, free, basically. And uh, those freedoms that we have are because of not just the present, but the past, you know, people who were out there that laid their lives down on the line. So. Amen. Yeah. So, so I'm going to just put this out there. If Raina ever needs a word of encouragement, you feel free to give her my phone number. Um, I'll pray over her if she wants me to, uh, you know, I can give her my own life experiences, uh, as a military wife. It's not easy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and uh, we may do that. She actually, which surprised me, she's joined, I think it was a Facebook group for military wives or, or, and, uh, is already talking to people. And I was kind of surprised that she did that, but I was like, that's great. You know, there's a, there was, there was the, there was the, um, officer's spouse club, officer's spouse club. It was the officer's wives club back then. Cause there wasn't a lot of men that were spouses right. in that community. Um, so that was those years that I spent in, in Hawaii with this certain group of girls, they were, a blessing beyond anything I've ever experienced. There was like a kindred spirit amongst all of us. And uh, I was probably, I was the oldest in that group. Uh, Anyway, that's another story. But anyway, I was the oldest out of all the girls. So, and I was the only one who had a baby. So, Mm. you know, that was, I was living a little bit different life than what they were living, but they were definitely, they, they definitely had an impact on my life. And we're all friends on Facebook, which is kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but the other thing that they have too, besides a spouse club, uh, is uh, the um, ombudsman. I don't know if you've ever heard that word before. I don't know if that's just a Navy thing or if it's a military thing, like in all of the branches, but have her look that up. It's O-M-B-U-D. Ombudsman, M-E-N, Ombudsman, I think it is. I don't know what that means, but they're supposed to be like a form of support. So if it's not a Navy thing, if it's like everybody, have her check into that because there's a, it's a good support system, you know, for people who are experiencing the same thing she is. We'll do that. It's not a hard life. I mean, it is a hard life, but it, it is what it is, you know, yeah. and, and you just learn to live with it. That's, you know, and you just keep praying. 16 weeks is a long time. Yeah. Yeah. We used to do six months. I mean, it was a six month deployment. Yeah. That's crazy. It's a long time, six months. And other communities were even worse. Mm-hmm. They had even uh, harder times. So, yeah, you know, it, it's doable, but yeah, feel free to give her my information. I'll, I'll be, I'll be happy to, um, you know, talk with 
Yeah, I think his graduation date is probably right around the time you're in town. Oh, in June. In June. June, I forget what day. It's early June. Yeah. Um, but they only get four people uh, invited to graduation because of the way things are right now. And so I was not one of them. But you Cassie. Didn't make and, the cut? Huh? You didn't make the cut? I didn't make the cut. Cassie did, but I didn't. <laughs> Fair. I can watch it on the live stream. There you go. There you go. Are they having a party or anything? No, because he may leave for tech school like the same day. So we had a little get together with family uh, last weekend or whenever it was uh, a couple weekends ago. For All right, him, so. then. Yeah. Well, I will add her to my uh, prayer journal. And uh, what's her husband's name? Matt. Matt. Oh, that's Matthew. I have a nephew named Matthew. So I have a couple of nephews. Anyway, I'll I'll remember. When I I first met him, I asked him if Matt was short for (laughs) Matholomew. I was just being goofy. (laughs) So we all call him Matholomew now. Oh, that is so funny. Yeah. Yeah. That's cute. That is really cute. Well, all righty then. You know what? Everybody out there who's listening to our crazy little banter, uh, we're just so thankful and grateful that you're out there. And I hope that uh, you were blessed by all the nuttiness that we uh, encounter. Um, It's been a a wonderful um, podcast. And uh, so we're going to leave you off uh, with today that we're actually recording is uh, we call it Maundy Thursday, which is the day of the Last Supper. We were just talking about this. Wednesday is when, uh, what I understand, uh, Judas received the 30 pieces of silver. Today is the uh, the uh, Last Supper, and then tomorrow is the day that Jesus gets uh, crucified. So uh, today uh, we'll celebrate the Last Supper. And uh, this will be posted tomorrow, so you'll be able to watch it. And uh, we're just grateful that you're out there listening to us. And uh, we hope that you go ahead and give us give us the plug there, Jeremiah. Hit us up on Facebook. Take a leap of faith podcast. Um, YouTube, our YouTube channel's up and running. So uh, like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, email us Lorraine at leapoffaithpodcast.org or Jeremiah at leapoffaithpodcast.org. Awesome. Yeah. And if you did get saved today, you know, feel free to let us know. Yes, We'd be happy please. to pray for you and open up a dialogue. Uh, whatever you've got to say to us, we are open uh, to a, a conversation. So, well, all right, everybody, happy Easter. God bless you and enjoy the rest of your day. And we will see you on Monday. All right. See you next week. Bye.